0: World Podcast episode 131. I'm Benjamin Yoder here to actually talk to you today about video games because I finally played new video games. <laughs> so other than Shining Resonance, which I have I have not shelved, but it, it is on hold at the moment. Uh, I pretty much finished up all those games from before. So so that whole list of games I said I was working on I have either finished or decided I'm not doing any time in the near future, like TP robo Ziplash just being shoved to the side for now. Um but yeah, I did I did go ahead and I'm actually playing new video games that came out, uh surprisingly. I know some people give me a hard time because I don't Focus on the, the here and now, and the hip and what. But today, that is different. Although it's not like I'm focusing on triple A releases or anything like that. Uh, uh, the the first one, in, and I'm not su- super aware of how well known it is outside of. Uh, I saw a few websites report when it was announced. Uh, Kami Nazo, which I think translates to like paper mystery or something like that. Um, I I went ahead and bought that. I bought it off the Japanese shop because it came out in Japan on Thanksgiving Day, actually um and and i i booted up that was actually the first time i bought anything off the japanese e-shop so i had to make a japanese account and then i went to play asia and bought bought some nintendo points there it was fairly easy process thankfully it took me probably less than five minutes to do the whole thing um but yeah, I went ahead and uh, and bought it off there, and thankfully it does have English in it. Uh, I think I think there were some reports beforehand; they're planning for an English release, and their website actually does have the English language puzzles available on it right now. Um, so you can go to it and even though the entire site's in Japanese on the, uh, the puzzle page, you can actually set the the puzzle language to English and it'll let you download those. So I'm guessing it's going to probably come out in the near future on the U.S. eShop store. I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know when, when Nintendo's drop date is for the, the eShop store, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like sometime this upcoming week or something like that. Um, so, or if it's not already there, um, but yeah, I bought it off the the store. It was about 25 bucks. It's a really cool game. I talked about it a few weeks ago when I, when I saw the original trailer where basically, uh, you use, uh, these paper puzzle printouts that you, that you print from the website and then you use the paper to either cut, fold or, or draw on it to solve puzzles, um, and I did the first three puzzles on stream, so at the end of this post or this video, I'm sure I'll have like the stream linked and I'll have it linked in the description as well if you if you're listening to the podcast um or on the uh, audio only version um but yeah, so I went ahead and streamed like those first three puzzles and it starts off a little simple uh the first one's an origami project, and you know it's it's pretty straightforward, basically the kind of the whole whole concept behind it is uh the character basically casts spells in his mind to like remember memories so you are you're like trying to figure out um what symbols are on something or in what order these symbols need to be casted and those symbols are in relation to the face buttons on the actual controller as well as the d-pad on the thing so it's about eight eight uh you know symbols you can cast, and sometimes you'll get different symbols. But you'll find in the puzzles uh, something that will say this symbol equals this button on the controller, essentially. Uh, so it's a it's a neat little thing because you have to do a lot of little like you know like, a little hand project stuff kind of thing. So so I did kind of put a rough stream set up for it. So if you want to see more about that, that, that I would w- recommend watching the stream for it. Uh, I had I had a lot of fun with it, and and I'm kind of split on what we'll do for the stream going forward. I kind of want to focus on. Kaminazo I would like to to do Kaminazo going forward for now but Martian Gothic we did start too so so I don't know I'll I'll think about it this week and uh come Thursday I'll I'll have made a decision on if we're going to play more Martian Gothic or or Kami Nazo. The biggest concern is, you know, I go to Japan on the 20th. So if I step from Martian Gothic away from Martian Gothic for too long, uh, we might forget some things. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just, maybe the easiest way to go about that will be to just rewatch the stream on my part before we start up again. Um, so yeah, that's, I would, I would highly recommend checking that out if you, if you find that as a curious uh, thing. And then they also have some like official Japanese streams if you don't want to listen to me, you know, if you're like Anthony and can't watch me cut paper because I'm too rough and tumble with my hands, so, uh, and I also started Shenmue 3, I, I picked that up, and I, man, I really don't know what to say about Shenmue 3, it's, it's a game that, well, I'll, I'll say this, what I, I'm incredibly impressed that they made a game that feels like Shenmue, because, Obviously, Shimu 3 doesn't have the budget that Shenmue 1 and 2 had, but also we have the, you know, the benefit of modern game, like, modern, you know, things like, you know, using Unreal Engine, uh, an engine that's kind of prefab rather than having to build something out kind of thing. It does, you can definitely feel the budget in the game, and they do make some, like, interesting cuts, uh to to like you know you can't sit there and like pick up a bunch of objects and look at them in 3d and stuff like that that part of the game is just missing and you know it's it's a little sad that it's missing but it doesn't affect the game really at all and you still can sit there and like open up all the drawers in the game and you know stare at objects and if you go through like a a a vendor in the game you can like look at all their wares and things like that and it's all still kind of there um, so I guess that's the biggest thing is like, I'm really impressed that they are able to make a new Shenmue game that feels like a Shenmue game. And if you're a fan of Shenmue one and two, I really can't like think of a reason why you wouldn't want to buy Shenmue three. It's a, it's a, a great continuation of that game. Um, I think the harder thing though, I ask is just who is, you know, you know, Shenmue three, as far as I understand, does not finish the story of Shenmue. Uh, there's still another, like, you know, two or three more games planned in the series as far as I I understand and at least two or three and um I I really I've had a lot of people ask me like what does Shenmue mean today and I don't know the answer to that like I like Shenmue 3 a lot but I like Shenmue 1 and 2 a lot um but does Shenmue 1 and 2 provide something unique today and I will say from my gaming experience it does uh, because it's just a, a attention to detail on a micro scale, I would say. Uh, you know, you can sit there and you can like sit there and just like zoom in on all the objects on this desk and stuff like that. And and there's definitely like a density to to the world design of Shenmue that I think is really good. But I think it's also because that game is structured in a way that encourages you to kind of just you know meander and and just you know walk around like sometimes you only have one thing to do a day and it's like eight in the morning and you go and you do that one thing or you don't need to get there until like way later and so you just go and do stuff like in the environment you're like you're walking around this village you're playing games you're training with the monks uh it, it does do that whole thing with Shinmu 2 where it's like, hey, up front, we're gonna give you a bunch of stuff to do, rather than Shinmu 1, where up front there's like nothing to do, essentially. I mean, there's stuff to do, but Shinmu 1 is very precious about its combat and doesn't really want you to interact with fighting people, because in the story of Shinmu 1, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that you'd be constantly in encounters or anything like that. Um so so I do think that Shinmu 3 does a good job of, of upfront giving you a bunch of stuff to do so you don't feel like you are, you know, wasting time on those early days, particularly, and just walking around and like talking to people. Um, and they also have like a fast travel system that lets you fast forward time too, if you want, which I think is handy. But I think again, within the spirit of Shenmue, I think a lot of it comes down to you as the player and your willingness to sit there and, and look around and and stare at stuff. I think part of what I think is also a really smart design decision is there's this whole herb system in the game where you basically go around and collect herbs. Um, and, you know, on paper, that sounds real dumb. And, you know, a lot of video games do it. But you kind of have to walk around and and look for these herbs and you can't really see them until you're up close and then you zoom in on them and then you can grab them kind of thing. And it's kind of it's kind of a somewhat tedious process, but it's the the first person uh, controls are actually pretty decent in this game and the zoom controls in general. So it doesn't like once you get used to it, it doesn't really take a lot of time. And the herbs really encourage you to explore, like, every little part. So, yeah, you can walk into a corner and see that this corner is, like, you know, full with flowers and water and nothing else. And you're like, well, you know, there's nothing really to do here, apparently. But the herbs, like, really encourage you to go in there, you know, search around, make sure you you have all the herbs, and then, you know, you can leave. Uh, the one thing I am finding, though, is that the herbs don't really grow back quickly. Uh, and so I was using the herbs as a, a very uh, effective money-making method uh, where you basically collect a series of herbs and you can sell them in sets to make medicine and things like that and make quite a bit of money from that but once you once you have purged your village of herbs um, it, it becomes harder and harder to find them and I spent maybe one of the first uh, three days I was in town just zooming in on the ground looking for herbs and I was just like I'm stealing everything from this place um, but I, I think that was a smart money making method that they put into the game and, and money in this game you don't have to like pay for your rent like you to and Shinmu too. Um, in this case you just have to keep real fed, which um is pretty easy to do there's a bunch of food options in the game but really black garlic seems to be the best option i don't i don't know why you would buy anything other than black garlic they stock you up with black garlic in the beginning and and it's like okay well i'm gonna eat this because it's like significantly better food than any other food i have and then you can find stalls where they sell black garlic for about the same price as all the other foods in the game so i'm not really sure why you would buy anything else honestly um which i think is 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 fine that you can just buy black garlic because i don't think the the food system or the stamina system as you like you know have to keep rio fed is a particularly interesting part of that game Uh, i think it's more of just more of a reason for you to have to sink money out of your inventory and have to you know be more conscious of your money um essentially if you run out of stamina you can't run very long and you have to eat before you can you can run you also can't fight um because you're just well. You can fight, but you'll start with like three health, and so you know an enemy can take you down like a few hits. So I really don't know if that stamina system was really necessary to put in the game, but I think that they I think the intention was here's a money sink where you have to make sure, you know, you're keeping Ryo fed and, and investing money into keeping Rio fed, similar to the rent system and and Shenmue uh, two. I don't think Shinmu One had any real like money draining aspects to it. I think more or less uh, you you just kind of kept all your funds in Shinmu One, but I think it does keep you from you know uh, hoarding all your money or something like that. Um, uh, but one one nice thing about this game is that there's a uh, like a fairly effective training system. I don't think I'd say it's a fun training system, but it's effective. So. um... So if you go and you can spar with various peoples, people in town, anyone who's like a martial artist, you can spar with. There's also like a, a temple you can go spar with there. And for the most part, the fact that it's, quote, sparring is more or less insignificant. The The person will attack you and you'll block it, but it's irrelevant to what you're doing in that space. Um, what What's more important is that basically they will um, prompt you for quick time events. And these quick time events that you do uh, basically mimic the button inputs that you have to put in for for an attack so so you'll be in charge of doing like a backhand blow or something like that and and so the the button input will be like x circle circle and so the QuickTime event will will show you x circle circle and like kind of teach you the the pace in which you need to put the buttons in it'll let you know if you're too fast too slow things like that and then you also can just sit there and spam it because it'll level up that skill in general um so so basically what sparring amounts to is mashing these same inputs over and over and over again. So you X-circle-circle, X-circle-circle, X-circle-circle circle. and then a quick, t- quick time event that it comes up and goes X-circle-circle circle, and you X-circle-circle circle, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's repetitive because um, essentially you're spending five minutes spamming the exact same move. But I will say this, and admittedly it's been 10 years since I've played Shenmue 2. Um, I will say that I have retained way more moves in Shenmue 3 than I ever did in Shenmue 1 and 2. And, you know, Shenmue 1, I think, is understandable because, um, the fact that there really was very little fighting in that game in general. There's, like, maybe two or three encounters, and the rest of the time you're just, like, practicing in the park. You may you may have been able to uh, spar with Fuksan I can't remember exactly if you could or not, but I think you may be able to spar with him in the first game. Um... And then uh Shenmu 2 you did I think you could do like money battles and stuff it's been a little while I know there's like a whole like gimmick arena thing that was near the Kowloon Walled City where you can like do fights where it's like hey you need to grab this guy and the faster you grab him the more money you get kind of thing so I thought I thought those were really interesting parts of Shinmu 2 Shinmu 2 in general is just a lot better about giving you reason to interact with different aspects of the game and I feel like Shinmu 3 is only an improvement on that um it, it from the beginning is like hey here's the dojo here's how you train to get your your health up here's how you train to get your strength up here's how you train to get your kung fu up or whatever um and, and then they're also like, here's here's a bunch of mini-games. Here's a bunch of gambling games. They're all up front in front of you. And and you, you don't necessarily have the money to interact with all, like, all the gambling games and stuff up front. But it gives you the opportunity to... Um, to look at those kind of figure out what they are. And then if you want to come back to them later, you can again. And and this is kind of part of what's interesting about Shenmue is that there's a day night system. So you are managing time somewhat. Um, you know, the, the time, uh, the downside of time aren't particularly, uh, super apparent but you do kind of have this day night hey beginning end, and you're going to be forced to go home at the end of the day and you have these really fun conversations with Shenhua and stuff so I feel like I'm, I'm rambling on a bit about Shenmue 3 and I feel like there's so much more to say and we may talk about it again in the future but there's some other things I want to talk about here uh during the podcast so I don't know maybe maybe we'll find another way to talk about Shenmue 3 but I, I'm really enjoying it so, so far um so if you I, I I personally really like Shenmue 3 a lot Um, I think the problem I'm going to come across with is, is how do I communicate that to other people who haven't played Shenmue or people who did not like Shenmue? I will say though, if you did not like Shenmue, Shenmue 3 will not change your mind probably. Well, unless you're talking about pacing issues, which I think Shenmue 3 has a little bit of pacing issues, but largely cleans them up pretty quickly. Anyway, so I just vomited about Shenmue, but, but I do have, uh, some more, more things I want to talk about here. Uh, originally this is gonna be a pretty light news week but I actually found a, a couple of interesting things I want to talk about uh, let's get some of these smaller stories out of the way uh, love plus every is still down for maintenance I think they said they're looking to do uh, maintenance until like mid-December or something and they I think they have the caveat of we may need to extend this if we need to um, so I really have no further thoughts on that from what we said before but I, uh, well in terms of like the actual maintenance well maybe I do um, I guess the, the point I was kind of interested in in taking is I was also looking at um oh man I can't remember what game it was there's some other game that came out recently and uh and then there's also you know the uh uh a Fune game Dungeons and something oh man I'm blanking but basically the the point I'm trying to make is that uh a lot of these mobile games will come out be flawed and then they'll shut down again and then kind of revitalize themselves um and so you know as much as much crap have I've been giving Love Plus about it, you know, I think that's becoming more and more of a common thing. Um, so I don't necessarily think that, you know, Love Plus Every, you know, being down is like the death knell for it. But it definitely doesn't look good, especially after, you know, the 3DS Love Plus has had a bunch of issues. And then also the game was delayed quite a bit. I think maybe the difference between Love Plus Every and um, and the other uh, games, I, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, is that I think those other games, it's more of a conceptual issue. So they played fine overall, but like the, the content of the game was problematic. So they had to take the game down and kind of rework its content in the case of love plus every i don't think there's been any complaints about the content of the game it's just complaints about the functionality of the game you know the, the technical aspects of it and 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 working properly so so yeah uh, and then a couple other things i saw i saw a couple trailers for some interesting switch games uh, there's a game called billion road which is basically just like a board game kind of thing um, i didn't I couldn't really figure out what was going on mechanically. It did seem like it was more in line with like a fortune street kind of thing with like money being a big part of it. Um, but it has a nice aesthetic, and you have like a character customization and stuff. But you can uh, customize your character when they are they, before you start playing. And I think that's really nice. I don't know if it's based off any kind of series or anything like that, but it's apparently coming to Switch and PC. I saw the PC release had a March release date, so I don't know about the Japanese release of the game. And then there's also a, uh, I believe this is also PC and Switch, or maybe it's only Switch, I can't remember. Uh, a game called Mochi Girl, which I actually really like how this game looks. Uh, it, it very much looks like a Tojin game, it's very simple character models uh but it's basically a little girl who who has a ball of mochi that she can extend out so it basically works like a grapple hook and what i like is that it kind of works in two different ways and i and i feel like it's two different grapple systems kind of work into one you can you know mochi grip things and kind of like pull yourself to- towards them and then you can also mochi grip things and then they kind of swing so it's very similar to umihara kawase except for the mochi like pull thing you do where you throw the and then you pull yourself to it is a structured pull. It's not a like a a slippery one. So if you don't know Umihara Kawase, when you pull your yourself towards the line after you've grappled, uh you kind of like slide with it and and you're kind of still at the the expense of the actual physics of the the game where with mochi girl it seems very much like you you grip something and you just pull straight towards it like a like a legend of zelda kind of grapple and it it looks like it did a lot of um you know it, it allowed for a lot of like very fast gameplay a lot of speed and um and it looked really cool. I, I think it just looks really smooth, and I think I think movement is off is a huge part of me for for two D platforms in general. Like I, I I want a game that feels really good to move, and that it, when it, when it does feel good, you can also go really fast. Um, so you know, in the trailer, and I'll link the trailers for Billion and, and 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 Mochi Girl in the uh the bottom of uh, or in the description or something. Um, but we. Interesting thing I saw about Mochi Girl, it moved pretty fast with it. Um, one of everything is is very much Umihara kawase like in terms of like everything's just kind of this abstract floating environment. There's not really a lot of like you know sense of real world space to it, but it is a lot of real world objects and stuff and, and like buildings and things like that. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is that the entire level, as far as I can tell, below it is just water. And so in the case of Umihara Kawase, if you fall in the water, except for I think if you if you're, I think if you're still like latched onto something in and you fall in the water you can hold on still but in the case of uh, Mochi Girl if you fall in the water you can like swim so like you can also m- move that or uh, you know integrate that into your movement and uh, I don't know if there's like a specific time you can be in the water or if there's like a, a death state while you're in the water But, uh, but in the, the trailer they showed, you could like, kind of like spin and swim through it and like, kind of launch yourself back out of it and stuff, which I thought was neat. Like that, (laughs) the character could actually just swim and it wasn't like a, a death state once you touch the water kind of thing. And the last bit here, uh, that I wanted to talk about is, uh, just some more jet girl stuff. So there was a, a pretty, I think like an hour long jet girl string that went up recently, Um, and so I just wanted to get, give some more thoughts because the, the initial stream I saw, uh, was very much focused on like the first stage of the game and I think showing off kind of very, very basic mechanics. Um, so, so this one, uh, is, is I think has given me a lot more confidence about the game. Uh, I think, I think one of my major concerns was the lack of conflict during races that I was seeing in early footage and some of the early tracks they show in, in this actual stream have the same problem where the, the, the person at first gets so far ahead that they aren't really dealing with anything. And, uh, I don't know if it's like a, a AI level issue that they have, or if like something to do with that initial track and how it's structured, you know, kind of keeps players separated. Um, but, but i really wasn't seeing that because you know it's a whole water gr- or water gun shooting game where you know everyone has water guns supposed to shoot at each other and you can like shoot in front of you with like a little little water stream uh and i think that 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 does some have some you know impact on the game but I think it's also kind of a a fairly straightforward kind of shooting mechanic for a racing game essentially you can shoot somebody until their shields uh deplete and once they deplete they kind of like spin out like they hit a banana peel or something in Mario Kart they actually move pretty slow and then they get like a recovery shield uh that that shows up on them afterwards until their 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 shields kind of come back in place and uh, I will say that when you actually get your shield broken it, it it pretty much slows you down to zero so it's it is a long recovery as you as you get moving again um one thing that's nice is that the recovery shield actually seemed to be color-coded properly this time around if you don't know uh this game is being developed by the the center kagura Peach peach splash developers honey parade games and in peach peach splash there was a shield system you could use and everybody had a shield if they got broken down to like half hp but um but there was also like these, these item shields where it was difficult to, where, where you could put them on at any point. Um, so the problem was though, is that the item shields and that half HP shields, um, looked exactly the same but they had different properties. So the item shields had durability, you could break them and take them off, where the half hp shields had no durability but were on a timer. So it was really really confusing to know what what shield somebody had and whether or not you should be wasting your ammo on on shooting someone's shield or you should be waiting it out. It was just very difficult to tell. And in this case it looks like when when your shield breaks and then it's an in um it's not hurtable anymore the shield turns red and says recovery um which i'm really glad they made that change i wish they patched that change into siren kugura peach Beach splash but at the same time that game is so dead that uh why would you do that also <laughs> so so yeah i'm really i'm really happy to see that they also another kind of a problem with siren peach peach splash talking about it is um uh once the online was dead and you couldn't find people to play games with you you really couldn't play any games online at all uh, with the exception of the wave defense mode where you could um basically do waves, or if you I think you could do like a free mode where you could manually set another player so you could technically do one-on-one. I would have to go back and check on that free mode one, but I know you could at least do like the tower defense kind of game. Uh, but that's not the main game of Peach Peach Splash, so that was a problem that you couldn't really have CPUs uh be a part of that conflict, uh, or a part of the online online experience at all, uh, outside of the tower defense mode. Um so in this case, it looks like you can pair up CPUs with other players. Uh, one of the last races they do in the game, they show two players playing. Uh, one is Marvelous 1, one is Marvelous 2. And they kind of switch between them. But they also show that the other players in the match were CPUs. So so I think that's a really smart move and, and something that they really should have considered with Peach Beach Splash um, from the beginning. But, you know, it's too, Peach Beach Splash is dead. It's too late. Give me PBS2, I guess. This is probably the closest we'll ever get to a PBS2. And honestly, I prefer it to be this way because it's something different. There's, there's also more of like a, a special skill system that they had in the game, but I wasn't really sure how this worked. Uh, the, the this, this particular thing showed up during the part of the, the stream where they were showing off Asuka and Yumi from, uh, Shinkugura as, uh, playable characters. And Asuka does like a little ninjutsu pose and then they get like a speed boost. And so I don't know if that's going to be a speed boost in every case, or each character has their own skills that have different effects and things like that. Um... So, but I'd be, I'd be curious if you could do various other skills and things like that with characters. So I don't know if that's a, it's just everybody has a special animation with the speed boost or if they could do like individual skills or anything like that. But I'm curious to see what that ends up being. Um, and then also I'm pretty sure I, w- I was not certain initially, but I think you do have some form of aim control when the, um, the, person in the back of the jet ski so it's basically kind of like mario kart double dash where you have two characters on a jet ski uh one character front drives and this other character in the back uh shoots essentially and so when you're shooting forward you know you basically are just driving and shooting there's there's no real like change uh but when you shoot backwards it actually goes into a third person shooter mode with the girl in the back and um and it looks like there is some level of aiming in that in that back section i'm gonna guess it's a lock-on aim Uh, if only because PC splash had a lock on. And then also it just, I think it just makes more sense, uh, you know, as a, as a racing game, but it does seem like the, the driver, as far as I can tell, more or less just goes in a straight line, um, once you aim back to shoot. So it seems like it's going to have a very specific use on very specific tracks where you have like a straight line, you can go down or something like that. Um, but we'll see, maybe, maybe there's like some kind of like light AI on, 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 you know, navigating the course slightly. Uh, While you're trying to shoot, but it seems like you have a pretty limited amount of ammo when you're shooting backwards. And the only other thing in there is, uh, they, they actually showed off some of the customization, which, which is neat. And, and it looks about on par with, uh, Santa Peach Peach Splash's customization, maybe a little less even, cause I think a Peach, Peach Peach Splash, you could like sit there and do a lot of weird things with the accessories where you could kind of like, you know, move them around and make them float in the air and stuff, because sure, why not? Very similar to how, like, uh, I think it's Neptune block versus zombie or something like that has a character customization system. Um, I, I kind of feel weird with these kind of character customization systems though, mainly because, you know, these are predefined characters in the game. And, and so it's strange to me that you would take a character who has a, a character design and then kind of change them to kind of fit your own needs. And, and I, I slightly did that in Peach Peach Splash. I gave Homura blue hair because she kind of, when I didn't know who Homura was, she kind of reminded me of Tamsoft. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make her look like Tamsoft kind of from, well, Tam, not the company Tamsoft, but Tamsoft in the Neptunia series, which I have only experienced through Blanc versus Zombie. <laughs> um, um, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know how I feel about all, like, different hair customizations and different, like, a bunch of different other stuff for for characters that are kind of, like, set characters within a world. Uh, I gotta protect the Jet Girls uh, uh, lore. You're breaking my immersion by changing their hair color. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I just feel a little weird with those kind of customizations and, uh, sort of online hollow fragment had a similar thing where like you could customize Kirito, but Kirito has a, such a distinct look already. Well, not, you know, he's very generic in terms of how he looks as a character, but you know, he's, he has a defined look that, uh, you know, all these, this other media has, has provided and you know allowing you to customize that just seems a little little strange to me from you know whatever I know I'm just getting caught up on it I think you know I think it's perfectly fine that it's there because I can always make the choice of not customizing them if I really want to that and and I do like the option to change clothes and stuff like that because that that I do I do like but the ability to like sit there and like change (laughs) the change a character's skin colors and eyeballs and all that stuff just seems really out of place for like a defined character to me (laughs) so so yeah I kind of wish those games had like a, a, okay, here's all the set characters and, and then, you know, let you customize them, but also had like a, and here's just like a blank template character that you could make. Um, I remember one of my friends in Peachy Splash played as a particular character because she was like the only character who had like a mid-size bust size or something. Everybody else was either flat chest or had g- ginormous boobs. So, so he was like, "I'm gonna take this one character and modify her <laughs> so I can be, I can have a re- reasonable chest size." <laughs> so, so yeah um i think that's it but yeah i'm excited for that game i think it comes out in, in january in japan uh i don't know if there's been a localization announced yet i'll have to do some looking into that i i don't think i didn't port a copy um but we'll see i have i have general confidence that jet girls will come out in the u.s when it will come out is another thing but you know i think eventually it will so that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Um, in terms of content, you know, I'm still working on stuff, trying to figure it out. Uh, I did last week say that there would probably be a Gun Gun Pixies quick play. I went ahead and tried to record that. And I think the structure of the game just does not lend itself well to the quick play format. Simpler, similar to like Final Fantasy XV. Um, so I I'm going to skip on doing a quick play for Gun Gun Pixies. Um, I'm going to try to find another way to cover it. I just don't know when that's going to, uh, emerge. So, so I'm looking into options. um, trying to see what, what makes, makes a lot of sense. I do think that there, there could be a little bit more said about like sexuality and game Well, not, not sexuality and games, but like sexual aspects of games and like how it affects game design and things like that. And, and I feel like gun gun pixies to some extent falls within the range of that conversation. So, so maybe either I'll have something that's focused on gun gun pixies and kind of talk about that aspect as well, or focus on the other part of the conversation and use gun gun pixies as a part of that. Um, but I, I do want to do something with gun gun pixies. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. So looking at options, uh, you know, seeing, seeing what makes sense and, uh, and I'll let you know. As we get closer, <laughs> um, same thing for Shenmue 3. I don't really know how that's going to manifest at this point, but uh, but I'm looking into it. So unfortunately, I don't really have a lot of content that I can guarantee coming up here in the near future outside of the usual podcasts and streams. Uh, I did do a... a you know, I did the Nazo stream, which I mentioned earlier. And then I did do a Thanksgiving stream uh, uh, last week. That, so both of those are up on the website. The Thanksgiving stream is pretty much me just playing some Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. So if you want to see me do that while I chat with people, that's fine. I also eat some food on Thanksgiving Day in Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival or Harvest Day, I guess is what you could call it, as like a silly little thing. So if you want to see that, that's, that's on the website as well. And then, uh, yeah. And then I also last week had a quick play mode or a quick we play motion quick play um so so that's up on the website too if you want to see that uh hopefully this weekend i'm going to start doing some work on on trying to figure out what what's next i know i said i'd try to do that last weekend but i didn't really get much further after i sat down and kind of looked at some things so this week, I'm going to try to basically force some writing to figure out if I can make a script work somewhere and and begin a next project. But we'll see we'll see how that goes. I think I I you know on on Wednesday night and Thursday uh, Friday night I spent a lot of time playing Shenmue three. So I think I'm I think I'm done for Shinmu three on this this weekend. But but we'll see we'll see we'll see. Anyways, thanks a lot for coming. Onecontrolport.com is the website. I hope you have a great week. Bye.